Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rebecca and Rebecca. My name is Rebecca Yager, and my uh, partner in crime over here is Rebecca Reed. How you doing today, Rebecca? Oh, I've been really busy, so I'm a tad bit on the tired side today, but that's okay. We're going to talk about books that should perk me up. There you go. We're talking about a delightful rom-com style book today by Betsy St. Amant called Tacos for Two. So let's give you a little background on it um, before we get into our discussion. So here's what Tacos for Two is all about. Rory Perez, a food truck owner who can't cook, is struggling to keep the business she inherited from her aunt out of the red. And an upcoming contest during Modest Texas annual food truck festival seems to be the best way to do it. The prize money could finally give her a solid financial footing and keep her cousin with special needs paid up at her beloved assisted living home. Then maybe Rory will have enough time to meet the man she's talking to via an anonymous online dating site. Meanwhile, Jude Strong Worthington is tired of being a puppet at his manipulative, manipulative father's law firm. It's a good word. And the Food Truck Festival seems like the perfect opportunity to dive into his passion for cooking and finally call his life his own. But if he loses the contest, he's back at the law firm for good. Failure is not an option. Complications arise when Rory's chef gets mono and she realizes she has to cook after all. Then Jude discovers that his stiffest competition is the same woman he's been falling for online in the past month. Will these unlikely chefs sacrifice it all for the sake of love? Or will there only ever be tacos for one? I like what Booklist said about this book. Um, it says, St. Amant has something for everyone in her present day Texas twist on the classic rom-com movie, You've Got Mail. St. Amant's empathy makes this romance glow and it will resonate with everyone who has braved the unknown in pursuit of their dreams. So tell me what you thought about Tacos for Two. Well, it was not my go-to genre, so I was a little nervous about reading it, but I, uh, I honestly, well, I listened to it obviously, cause I'm the audiobook queen, but, um, first of all, the narrator nailed it. I mean, she did a fantastic job. I really appreciated her, um, ability to, you know, pronounce the Spanish, but yet keep it kind of, uh, she didn't go overboard with it. Sometimes I think that the accent can be overdone and she did a really good job because it's not, they're not actually Mexican, they're Texan, you know? So it's like it, that mixture really comes through. I think she does a great job. And um, I just laughed. I thought it was hilarious. And so many of the scenes just have that nice little touch of humor that it didn't take me any time at all. I was just, it was a, it was a real joy to listen to. So I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I might. So you can say rom-coms or romance is not your genre of choice usually. Uh, the, the romance I like, but I don't usually read a lot of humor, I guess, especially contemporary. Now um, I've read, quite a bit of historical uh, romance that has with some authors that have include a lot of humor and I appreciate humor. I like humor, but I don't think I go out and really seek 
that type of book so much. But this one was, yeah, it was very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, good. And, and kudos to the narrator who read it because like that, I agree with you. Sometimes accents can be overdone, even in the books, even in the print versions where they're trying to get across, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the different languages or accents and they can be overdone. But um, this is Tex-Mex. I'm in Texas and this <laughs> apparently takes place uh, not too far east of here. Um between where Betsy and I live. Betsy lives in North Louisiana, so I can see why she uh, placed it there and stuff. Um, what Do you have any trouble with the characters? I have to say I enjoyed the book too, by the way. And after I finished reading it, I had to go watch You've Got Mail because I had never watched the movie from start to finish. I'd seen bits and pieces of it. So I did actually go, it inspired me to go watch the movie. <laughs> I, I need to do that. I have not watched um, the movie. I think you would probably appreciate the book more if you have watched the movie, but I still liked it, even though I've never watched the movie. So don't let that deter you. I um, agree. And like, I think you're right. I would like to watch it now that I've read the book. So just to kind of, get more of the references that are in there and but um I Rory was an interesting character in that you know I she struggled so much to like decide whether to embrace her heritage whether or not you know there was so much struggle and and both sides really I felt like the whole thing was about you know do you go along with family uh, traditions? Do you follow the line of tradition? Do you stick with, you know, what your parents and your grandparents, that, that job, you know, the, the heritage that you've been given, Mm -hmm. or do you branch off on your own to something that really makes your own heart filled with joy? I felt like both um, Jude and Rory were struggling with the exact same thing, but they took it different ways because Rory at first, of course, stuck with her heritage. And she wanted to, um, she inherited this food truck from her beloved aunt. She wanted to, she had many reasons for making that a success or wanting to make it a success, but her heart really wasn't in it because cooking was not her thing. Whereas Jude, you know, he was the lawyer. He was getting ready to take the bar that had been his family tradition. It was his expectation from his father, you know, and he did not want to do this. It was, it was, so he actually takes the step, whereas Rory just doesn't. So it was very interesting, the contrast that, that Betsy used uh, between these two characters to showcase both sides of that issue that many people face I feel like yeah the family obligations can can be tough and and especially like you said the heritage it's a a beloved aunt who who practically raised Rory so she wants to honor her you know in all the ways she can but but do you really honor yourself um Mm -hmm. you know if that's not your thing and that is a nice piece of the story and you're right it's two different you know, Rory is dealing with it one way and Jude is dealing with it in another way, even though it's a similar situation. Um, so it was, a, it was a nice piece there. Um, Rory, um, let's talk likability. Um, Rory, I, I, she was a little bit of a split with me because um, I love that, you know, she was so sweet to her cousin, Hannah. 
um, who, who does have special needs. And Hannah is a great character in the, in the book, by the way. I agree. Just really delightful. Um, and she's so devoted to this aunt and wanting to keep the family heritage going. So I, I like Rory's heart. On the other side, I kind of wanted to smack her across the head because she jumped to so many conclusions and she was always, someone was out to, you know, get her or, mm -hmm. I don't know, how do I say that? Um, that? That she jumped to conclusions without knowing the real story behind things and, and was too feisty and, and fussed at people. And Betsy did try to lay a, a background of this with the previous relationship that had gone bad. Um, where mm -hmm. the ex-boyfriend had even used Hannah. And so Rory, by being really protective, was also somewhat abrasive at times. I agree. Um, and I do think Betsy really tried to set that up. I, but I, I was with you. I, I think it was, I was just, the first few times it was okay. But after she mm -hmm. did it, like the fourth or fifth time, I was like, okay, that's enough you know, grow up. <laughs> That's what I wanted to tell her. It's like, grow up. You know, not everybody is. And especially because there was evidence that she was just totally discounting about the character, you know, Jude's character. She was like, just believing what she surmised and assumed rather than what was in front of her face as far as his actual character. And I'm like, you're really being closed minded, you know, and it, and it, it really kind of bothered me yeah. that she was continuing and persisting so hard in that, you know, closed mindedness that she was exhibiting. She, she had the, you know, the uh, Jude's family, the, the brother and the father and the law firm do not have the best reputation in town or somewhat manipulative manipulative. I cannot say a word. That word. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so she is just stuck on what she thinks she knows about the family. And, and it's like, she's refusing to look at the character of Jude himself when he's proven, proving himself. And I wanted Rory to catch on a little sooner than she did. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that she judged them all, you know, based that way, but yet she didn't want everybody to judge her with her family because she kept insisting she couldn't cook, even though that was her family reputation. So it was kind of interesting that she had that double standard for herself and Jude mm -hmm. um, and didn't understand that that was what she was doing. Yeah. Even Hannah got it before Rory got it, you know? <laughs> Listen, I love the way Hannah was the very blunt and very, you know, clear spoken. There's no gray area with Hannah. It was, you know, mm -hmm black or white and she was such a great voice of reason for Rory and and a great voice of reason throughout the whole book that mm -hmm. you know all right if Hannah's not quite smacking Rory maybe we'll give her another chance <laughs> yeah yeah but but Hannah was great um the other the side characters well I guess we should talk about Jude we've talked about Rory um Jude like you said is is taking the chance he is supposed to be this lawyer and he's under all kinds of pressure to join the family law business with his brother and with his father. And he's the one who says, you know, my heart is with cooking. And he, and he does it makes kind of a dirty deal with his father, but um, to, yeah. to even extricate himself from his family. 
Yeah, I kind of wondered about that whole like bet or whatever you want to call it that they made that deal. I guess it wasn't a bet. It was like a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just, I don't know. I, in some part of me says, why did you need that deal? Like you could, have, you know, I don't know. I mean, I know he wanted, because at that point he wasn't even really trying to be close to his father later on that, you know, he, there's a lot of things that happen. And, and so later on that deal kind of maybe becomes more important, I guess, but look at the beginning when he first made it, I'm like, why are you even doing that? You just, just go on your own and just forget it. You know, that was kind of what I wanted to have, to, wanted to tell him, I think. But um, I did like uh, the other side characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the, uh, Nicole, who was Rory's best friend, and of course, Grady, who was her cook, even though they didn't tell anybody that he was the cook because they wanted, you know, that reputation again, that she was, she had to be the cook. Mm -hmm. I found that hilarious. There were so many scenes that were just so funny after, you know, because of that real, that, that hidden truth really that, that made it funny. Jude's a, partner it <laughs> his was cody chef, right code was that his name oh no Al, Al, you mean his partner in the truck his best yeah. friend is cody and alton was in the truck alton that's alton. the one yeah alton yeah that yeah. i loved him he oh, was gosh, yeah. <laughs> in fact you know maybe we ought to suggest betsy write a book about alton and and the little girlfriend from the pluck truck <laughs> Yeah, the, yes. the chicken place. Yeah. So there definitely. we go, because there, there's intrigue. Because even Alton had a little bit of a character arc and a little bit of character growth throughout the story. A um, little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, I did not. And that twist caught me really, really good. So she, there are some surprises in there that I did not see. I mean, I, I thought something would happen, but it wasn't what happened. The thing that happened was not what I expected to happen <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, and that's good when there's some nice surprises um, through mm-hmm. there and, and a nice twist in there. So for writers, um, to me, what stands out in this book is let's talk about the motivation because Rory, and this is something we're always concerned about with our characters, they have to be likable, even though they're going to learn something and become an even better person mm-hmm. towards the end of the book. And, and Rory almost is on the verge of, do we like this girl? Yeah. You know, do we want to take this journey with her? And and Betsy did, again, try to lay the motivation down for the reasoning behind Rory's um, distrust of, of a lot of people. But uh, I think it's something that the writers uh, need to be aware of. Don't You don't want milk toast characters. You don't want them boring. And Rory's not boring. So no. great success there. But uh, the, the balance between making them likable or at least the reader being willing to take the journey. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, there were several things that Betsy did lay out. Like we said, the, the, the old, the past boyfriend was a huge one that kept coming up. Um, and then the father and his, the, her relationship with her father had a lot to do with her reactions as well. And I found that one, you know, that, that father uh, relationship, that was more compelling to me, you know, in her, the way she acted on the the parts that it applied to. I didn't have a problem with that one. I just think that 
sometimes the go-to of the boyfriend will got a little, it stretched a little too far in a, in a few places. I, and I don't know, you know, as a writer, it's like, yeah, but I don't know what I would have done differently to make it more, um, to make it fill in the gap that she needed. Cause she needed it to stretch as far as it stretched to make mm-hmm. it, yeah. to keep the tension. But there was just, I almost needed like one more little twist to it or something else to it that would have added another element that could have been brought in then. Cause I felt like by the time we got to the end of that, it, we had heard that story about too, mm-hmm. too many times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, it's easy to second guess and it's hard to write. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm not dissing Betsy at all because I, I overall the book, this is just nitpicking. Yes. We are (laughs) just nitpicking. (laughs) Yeah. For my own and for myself, like to think like, okay, what else could you put in there just to add that one little extra over the top thing that would be like, oh, well, of course she's reacting this way because, you know, I, I don't know what it, what it it would is, be, but like, we want to understand Rory's motivation yeah. um, a little more. So maybe one extra detail about the the ex boyfriend Thomas, or one extra detail about you know growing up or something. Again, Rory's heart is there, and that comes yeah. through because she's concerned about everyone else, almost to the detriment of herself. And that is something that's very relatable. Um, a lot of people put you know fam- the family obligations and the family heritage first, and who's going to take care of Hannah. Um, so that part makes Rory very endearing and, and, you know, you like this girl, she's strong, she's mm-hmm. tough and she doesn't want to let people down, but uh, almost to the detriment of herself again. And, and she's almost too suspicious of uh, other people, but the c- cast of characters, I think helps soften Rory, help build up Jude mm-hmm. um, with the best friends and the family and, and Grady and Nicole and Alton. So, uh, the cast in this book is really fun, um, a great variety and lots of different personalities. And, and it's very Texas to me, <laughs> very big personalities and very Texan. Yeah. The mayor adds quite a bit yeah. too. He's yeah. There's another story too. There's a series yeah. that could be written. Yeah, totally. Here. The mayor could have his own story. Yeah. He's He's quite, quite the character there. Yeah. So there, there's a lot that, that will keep you intrigued. So please, when we're, we're nitpicking here a little bit, um, overall, this is a fun read. It went fast. Um, mm-hmm. If you love You've Got Mail, you're going to love this book. Um, if you haven't seen You've Got Mail, go see it afterwards. And it's a nice way to, to marry the two mm-hmm. together. So do we have an overall starred rating or anything else you want to say before we go to our overall starred ratings? I was just, I guess, you know, if you have any interest in like food trucks in general too, this book just mm-hmm. really goes into quite a bit of detail about how it works, which was fascinating to me. I had no idea about all the things you had to do, like to get ready, you know, to to operate, I guess, a, this type of business. And I thought that was really fascinating. Um, and the, even the recipes and like the contests and stuff was just really interesting how they did that. Right. Um, yeah. I, 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 think, I think we need a recipe book out of this cookbook. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> With the uh, added nachos at the end. <laughs> Read the book um, to understand the nacho reference. <laughs> yeah, you have to read the book. 
So we're not we're not going to um, no no spoilers here. <laughs> no. On that, uh, yeah, yeah. The food truck fact. Uh, Betsy is going to be with us next month, and we're going to interview her, and so we can talk to her about food trucks and and research, and uh, and maybe she can talk to us about Rory here. And <laughs> I bet she got to try a lot of really good tacos. But well, I, th- I think I she really likes tacos. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll find, find out. out here. We'll find out. So, anything else? Do you have an overall rating for the book? Um. Yeah i I would say. I was surprised. I would say like probably about four and a half stars for me. Maybe it's like between four and four and a half because I was kind of with you on the Rory at the beginning. Um, but I think it, the way it ended up, I I really, really did enjoy it. So I, I'll go with four and a half. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to go with four, um, but, but which is great. <laughs> a good reading. And again, you know, getting Rory... Betsy balanced it out so well, and you could see Rory's heart. So um, you love her motivation for doing the right thing and for Jude wanting to break away from his family heritage to do the right thing that's for him um, and not be a part of, uh, you know, again, the family lawyer, they're, they're not, they grease the wheels a little bit. They're not on the up and up the whole time. And he wanted to get away and just do something good. So mm-hmm. you like the motivation with both these characters and, and how they come together um, at the end is, is really fun. We didn't talk a lot about the online dating part of it. Oh well, yeah, we which didn't. was and really fun. Adds, it adds a lot to it. I, I thought she did a fantastic job with all the posts and mm-hmm. how they related. And, and you really got to see their fun side through the posts. I felt like, especially at the beginning, it gets a little more serious as you go on, but the, the banter between them in the, in their posts are, it's hilarious and, and really adds to the book. Well, maybe that's the heart of the characters. Cause when you're online and they're anonymous and they're kind of, they're more open than they are in, right. in real life. Yeah. Yeah, sure. That, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was neat seeing the dual, um, you know, the tug of war between the two characters and the way they were online versus the way they were in person. Mm-hmm. Of course, they didn't know who each other was right. at first. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, that. that's, that's a running theme through You've Got Mail as well, where they're online, Tom okay. Hanks and Meg Ryan, and they're online and then meeting in person and, and they're rivals in real life. All right. And what they share online. So um, that's fun. And it's a good way to put it. It is a nice little tug of war between them and their characters um, and, uh, between online and, and what happens in real life. So that, that's a fun part. It is a fun story. It is a fun read. Um, you and I chose it because it was time to quit being serious. I mean, not that our reads have been serious, but life is serious sometimes. And yeah. it's just nice to, to break up our reading into a rom-com style, which was a little different, I think, for both of us. Mm -hmm. yeah i enjoyed it i would read another one well she's writing more and we'll hear all about it next month when we talk to betsy saint amont and we'll see what's coming up next on the horizon and and uh she's written like 15 other books so there's lots in her backlist to choose from as well and stuff that'll be enjoyable meanwhile thank you for joining us today i'm hungry i think it's time to go get tacos So this was our review of Tacos for Two from Betsy St. Amant, and it's a highly recommended read. We hope to see you next time. Bye.